Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard over the past 24 hours here on 560. we got a few good Friday going on, so it's going to make you feel good. Got some reggae music throughout, make you say Irie, plus the Joe Rose Show, standard in the morning. They're talking to Super Agent Drew Rosenhaus about what's going on in the NFL, the Senior Bowl, the proverbial whole nine yards. Greeny, talking about my dude. The Saints wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders about catching some of the greatest passes from some of the greatest quarterbacks. Then my dude dudes, Hot Crowder and Solana, talking about the Miami Elite. So let's get to the headlines. Speaking of, the Heat are Elite dropped their fifth straight last night. Losing to the Clippers 109-105, Miami continues their homestand tomorrow night at 8 against the Kings. Kane's defensive coordinator, Blake Baker, has officially taken a job as linebackers coach at my alma mater, LSU. No candidates for the vacancy have been announced. The Panthers fell to Columbus last night, but it was in a shootout. The final score was 3-2. The 3-0-1 Panthers play Detroit tomorrow at 7. Former Marlins owner Jeffrey Lorio has reached an agreement to pay $4.2 million to settle a lawsuit over the cost of building Marlins Park. Lorio claimed he had lost money on the deal due to taxes and did not owe the county money. Miami freshman forward Matt Cross is no longer on the team. No reason was given for his departure. The Canes play Wake Forest tomorrow at 2. Inter-Miami has re-signed Federico Iguayan. The 36-year-old midfielder played in four matches for Miami last season. With a 62-56 win over Miami Gulliver Prep, Shamanab Madonna's Melvin Randall picked up his 600th career win as a coach. Randall previously coached in Deerfield Beach and Blanche Eli. And now you've earned it. It's the weekend. Let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A snowy owl recently visited New York's Central Park. What's the big deal? It's the first time the species has been there in over a century. Finally, 2021 is looking up. A chimpanzee escaped its enclosure in an Australian zoo, but returned on his own accord. Once again, 2021 looking better. A woman online has taken some heat for packing her boyfriend's lunch as if it were a child's. Easy fix. Pack a man's lunch. Three beers, two cigarettes. Speaking of men, 
Joe Rosho, yeah. They get you going in the morning. They are talking to the man, Super Agent Drew Rosenhaus, about the Senior Bowl, letting us know what's going on there, the good move the Dolphins coaches are doing at that Senior Bowl, Texans troubles, and Super Bowl. It's going to be a blockbuster. Spent the week in uh, at the Senior Bowl. Drew, what was it like? Not your normal week at the Senior Bowl, I'm assuming. Definitely not the normal week. Good morning, Joe and Zach. This is uh, a COVID-19 Senior Bowl. We weren't allowed to. <laughs> I had, I had four clients uh, that played in the game, and we were not allowed to uh, visit with them. Um, we, uh, I was actually talking to them from uh, the stands while they were on the practice field. Uh, agents were, were technically uh, uh, sequestered in the stands away from the NFL teams because they wanted the teams to be in a bubble. The executives, it was just a, a really weird, you know, but that's that's what we've had this entire season, quite frankly. I, I haven't gone to any of the games and, uh, without being on the sideline, talking to my clients from the stands and not being in facilities. What a, what a crazy year. I've been an agent for 33 years, guys, and obviously this has been like uh, none other, but it was successful. The NFL got all the games in and the Senior Bowl got done, so – Kudos to everybody involved with that process. Drew, were, were teams still able to uh, to meet with a lot of the players in, I don't know, roundabout way? Were they yes. still able to get their meetings in? Yeah. You know, they did social distancing meetings at the Players Hotel. They had plexiglass uh, windows that uh, separated everybody, and they kept uh, – everyone wore a mask. And to my knowledge, no one uh, had to leave the Senior Bowl – testing positive either a player or NFL scout so uh, the head of the senior bowl is a former NFL scout named Jim Nagy and he does a fantastic job and and this was uh this was a, a really special senior bowl because there is no combine this year so they got more guys than ever to to want to participate because this was one of the only opportunities that players will have to perform in front of the teams and to meet with the teams. So this was the most important senior bowl ever. And guess what? The Miami Dolphins and Brian Flores outsmarted the NFL again uh, by putting themselves in a position to coach and spend this much time with so many fantastic players that, you know, only one other coaching staff got access to, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. The other team that coached. I, I mean, this was a huge, huge win in a year where you don't even have a combine. And you can't bring players in, and you can't even work them out. All they can do with the players is go to their pro day from here, and that's it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it. Everything no. else is Zoom. Zoom everything else. Drew, um, I want to ask you about uh, the other topic. Um, Deshaun Watson, I know you don't represent him, but what are your thoughts? Uh, you've had disgruntled uh, clients before, uh, but sure. we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the game that wants out. Do you expect, first of all, that he will be traded? I believe that the Texans will do everything possible to make it work with Deshaun Watson. I personally know the new general manager, Nick Casario, and the new head coach, David Culley, very well. They're two extremely talented people at what they do. David Culley is one of the most engaging, likable coaches I've ever met in the NFL. I mean, he has been a brilliant uh, personality manager interacting with some of the biggest characters of the game over the last three decades. If anybody can work it out with Deshaun Watson, it really would be David Culley. And I, 
I have a feeling that they hired him in large part because he is such a, a player's coach. And they're, I'm, I don't want to speak for the Texans. I'm just guessing that they, that was a big part of his uh, ability to get this job. So I'm sure they're going to do everything possible to try and keep him in the fold. But, boy, it's difficult if the quarterback wants out because it's, it's one thing that, to try and, you know, keep a, a guy, a disgruntled player at a different position. But your quarterback is the heart and soul of your team. He's the leader of your team. He's the coach on the field. It's, it's kind of hard to have a football team with a quarterback that doesn't want to be there. This isn't the first time that a quarterback's upset or wants a new contract or, you know, holds out. or uh, I mean, it, you know, teams have gone through that for years, and it's a business. And, and Watson's going to have to make a business decision at, at some point. Now Watson, hey, we're not going to trade you. He's going to have to decide if he's going to sit out, if he's willing to get fined, if he's willing to potentially sit out a season or forfeit money. I mean, it just depends how far both sides want to go. Well, Drew, you've been around the NFL for a long time. Joe said this, I think a couple weeks ago when the when the Watson stuff started to heat up again. He said if they do make this trade or something does happen, this could be the biggest trade in the history of the NFL. Is that close to being accurate? If Deshaun Watson, a guy who's 25 years old, who right now is probably a top five quarterback and some say a top 10 or top five player in the league, if he gets moved, could that be true? That this could be the biggest trade in NFL history? I really cannot, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of uh, of a trade of this magnitude. This Watson led the league in passing yards this year. Right, right. When is when is the last time you've seen a guy lead the league in passing? Yeah. Who's who's a young superstar and then and then get traded? I mean, this is this is un, an un, an unprecedented potential trade it would involve in my mind at least three first round picks players and other picks and uh it absolutely if they did trade him it would be in my mind the biggest trade in modern nfl history three ones i don't i i I don't think it's i don't think it's a lock uh just because he's so great and if i put my shoes if i put myself in the shoes of the texans I'm going to do everything possible because, yeah, you can offer me a high first-round pick, and I can get Brandon Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson uh, from BYU, or, or I can get uh, a guy like Justin Fields. Uh, but hey, how did that work out for the Jets and Sam Darnold, or you know the Cardinals with Josh Rosen, or just because you take a quarterback in the top ten picks doesn't mean he's going to be a stud, you know? And and at the end of the day. I got to believe that they're going to do everything they can to keep this guy because he's proven every pick that you get may or may not turn out to be a player. It's not an automatic that you draft a guy high in the draft and he's going to be a Deshaun Watson. Drew, help me out with this one um, because the Dolphins' name's been mentioned along with the Jets. Chris Greer and Brian Flores, if they find out he is interested in coming here, they have to at least look into this thing, don't they? And I know they've been very loyal to Tua so far, but they've got to take a look at this, correct? Of course, of course, nothing against Tua, and he, and he looks like he's a fine, young, up and coming prospect. But uh, Deshaun Watson is what you hope you hope in your wildest dreams that Tua would turn out to be. Right, right. And and he's not there yet. So if you if you can get the real thing, the sure thing, instead of a maybe thing, you you got to do everything possible to get that done. And I, I think the Dolphins have a very talented young roster, but it wouldn't surprise me if they called the Texans and said, hey, whatever it takes, let us know. You know, we'll consider it. We want this guy. And they have have two first-round picks this year, 
and a boatload of other high, high picks and obviously a, a, a studded roster of, of talented players in my mind that uh, potentially could be attractive to the Texans and to Nick Casario and David Culley, uh, including Tua. You know, so potentially maybe he could be a part of, of that package. So it'll be a very intriguing offseason. You got another stud. And again, I'm not putting Stafford in the class of Watson because he's not. He's pretty but damn good. Uh, uh, he really is. That's another, that's another storyline to watch and, and at least see what the Lions get for him. And, you know, now the Lions can stock up on picks too and maybe they try and make a play. Who knows? But. I'm not sure that Watson would would want to go to Detroit right now, but at, at the end of the day, apparently, he would give strong consideration from everything I've heard to the Dolphins, and I know that would be music to everyone's ear in in this market. That's for sure. Drew, I want to ask you about the opt out opt in guys from from last year because you know you know what's happened. Like we're watching all these guys that play great this year, going, "Oh my God, he plays great," and we forgot about. All those guys are going to be first-round picks that, that opt. Are they going to be hurt at all, the guys that opted out that didn't play? Uh, or do you expect they'll make a strong comeback once the pro day kicks back in? Well, I think it, it, it obviously is going to be a factor. for, And we represent to many of the top opt-out guys. Gregory Russo, we all know here from the University of Miami. Caleb Farley is one of the top uh, players in the draft the cornerback from Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the bottom line is at this juncture, guys, that I do think it's a factor, and, and anyone who says otherwise would, would be fitting. Um, and it just depends how comfortable teams are with the player and working that player out and studying their film and getting to know that player. It certainly will be a part of the equation, and it, it is – without a doubt, going to be part of many things that teams consider. Well, it's certainly not going to be a slow offseason, not with quarterbacks oh, on the not with quarterbacks on the move and stuff like it this. Did. Right, it and it looks is. like – right, and that's – I mean, that's, the I guess, the beauty of the NFL that just when you think it might be a little bit of an offseason, you, you get this. Uh, I got to ask you this. We have a Super Bowl coming up. Is this the, uh, the, the, the best matchup of quarterbacks we've seen in a Super Bowl uh, maybe in, in any of our lifetimes at this point, when you talk about Tom Brady, who's maybe the greatest of all time, and Pat Mahomes, who might be on that role to be or on that road to being that guy, is this the best quarterback matchup you've seen in a Super Bowl? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you've got you've got the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL in Tom Brady, and you have potentially the most talented quarterback we've ever seen uh, in the NFL in Mahomes. Just just a, a, a generational. Talent just set the NFL on fire. Uh, essentially, in his you know first few years, I don't think any quarterback has done what Mahomes has done in such a short period of time. And with that being said, what an incredible matchup! You know, I was at the game in Tampa when they played a few you know a few months ago, and it was just a sensational shootout. Kansas City got out to a, a big lead, and and the Bucks came roaring back. The first home team. Super Bowl where Tampa gets to play in their own yeah, stadium. Man. It's it's going to be it's going to be a wonderful football game. We represent Tyreek Hill. He he had a record-setting game against the Buccaneers last time. We represent Shaq Barrett who led the league in sacks last year, had three sacks last week against the Packers and of course the great Rob Gronkowski who is a tight end was 
on the same par as our, our, our host here, the Joe, at, at that position. And I think people would compare Gronk and Joe very closely <laughs> over their careers. We have nothing in common. He, he, <laughs> he's not only no, bigger and faster. Like oh, trying, man. I was trying to but, give you a good one there, man. But <laughs> I will tell you, hey, Drew. The only thing is, I'll bet he didn't have any of mom's cooking that I had when uh, that's right, right? There you go, Joe. Actually, he has. He actually has. He's my client. He's been down oh. here a bunch. You think he hasn't been at our house? Come on. Oh, that's but, funny. Uh, yeah, that's I, funny, I, I, had, I had to end the interview on a positive, on a, on a funny note, Joe. Drew, thank you, buddy. Always <laughs> nice having you, man. Appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Take care. Insight like no other from an agent that probably has insight like no other. That's the Joe Rose Show mornings right here on 560 The Joe. Following the Joe Rose Show from 10 to 2, you get Greeny, and he's talking to my guy, Saints receiver Emmanuel Sanders. Playing quarterback is a, is a hard position. Playing quarterback in the NFL is just extremely difficult, but the process in which these guys uh, talk. Story time with Emmanuel Sanders next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. I am Dan Day on a feel-good Friday. Does the music make you feel good? Some Capleton reggae music. Yeah, that really, really just sets the mood. Want to crack open a red stripe and relax. We'll sit back, enjoy that red stripe, and listen to some Greeny. That's right, Mike Greenberg on your radio now, our streaming device, or however you consume us. Weekdays from 10 to 2, he's got the guests like a homeboy. Yeah, my guy. Wide receiver for the Saints, Emmanuel Sanders. And he's telling stories like his historic run through the NFL, breaking down the great QBs he's caught, and what makes a good defense. My next guest has a fascinating distinction. He is the only person in the history of the NFL who has caught a pass from Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Ben Roethlisberger, the only person to catch a pass from those three surefire future Hall of Famers, is my next guest, Emmanuel Sanders, who joins me on the Goodyear Hotline. Emmanuel, were you aware of that, that you are the only player to catch a pass from all three of those quarterbacks? Uh, no, I wasn't aware of that, but uh, if you would ask me if I was the only one, I, I would have probably said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly would have known you did. <laughs> so if you'd known yeah. it was only one, it would have been. Let me ask you that because you got three. They strike me as such different personalities and certainly different styles of play. Just the stature. You look at Ben, you look at Drew, you realize how different they are. What, what made those guys, those three great quarterbacks you played with, what made them similar and what made them different? Uh, I mean, the similarities is just the competitiveness, right? Uh, the want to and the will and the, and the mindset to go out and be able to accomplish. Playing quarterback is a is a hard position. Playing quarterback in the NFL is just extremely difficult. But the process in which these guys uh, uh, thought, you're right, like their thought process on the game day and the way. But when I played with Big Ben, it was more physical traits, right? Like Big Ben was just a, a physical specimen. It was just shoving people off of him, making plays after the throw. Uh, and then when I got with uh, with Peyton, Peyton was more just like if you run a if you run a route and it's not at if, if it's fifteen yard route and it's at fourteen point five three eight, Peyton's like, dude, I need you to get to fifteen, right? <laughs> like he was very just strict on making sure that you get your depth and he wanted everything to be perfect. And the way that he ran the offense was just, just, just perfect. And then when I got with Drew, Drew, 
He's just a warrior spirit, right? Drew, the pregame speeches, the way he goes, the intensity that he practices, the the way that he gets guys going, and then the preparation that he puts in just from knowing the coverages and different things and, um, you know, just, just the difference of them. But it's crazy and playing with all of them. Like, you just saw just true greatness uh, within all of them, and you knew that, like, most quarterbacks and most people in general aren't built like this because if you look at a whole bunch of Hall of Famers just in the NFL in general, these guys are built different. Now, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's easy to make it to the NFL, but it's hard to make it to the Hall of Fame. you got to be extremely uh, different, and those guys were extremely different. No question about it. It's a great breakdown of all of them. Emmanuel Sanders, most recently with the Saints, right now with the Saints as we speak, and again, playing with those three players. So two reasons I wanted to talk to you today. One of them, of course, is looking ahead to the Super Bowl. We'll get to that. But then we've been having a lot of conversations about quarterbacks, you know, going from one place to another during this offseason. We'll see where they all wind up. And I think the overwhelming expectation is that Drew Brees is going to retire. He hasn't announced that yet. But you've seen something the rest of us haven't, which is what have you seen from Jameis Winston this year and whatever opportunities he's been given in practice and, and wherever else um, to, to sort of give us a sense of what his opportunity might be to become the next starting quarterback in New Orleans if Breeze, as expected, does retire. Yeah, I mean, James big arm, right? He has a big arm. He can make all the throws. He loves to throw the, he loves to throw the ball down the field. And um, he's a, he, he loves football. Like, James was one of them guys, when I tell you, we probably had over – X amount of practices, and 99.3% of those practices, no matter how long it took, like it was times where I would practice would be over, and I would go to my locker for like 30, 40 minutes, and then go get a lift in, and I would look out on the field, and it would be Jameis and the assistant quarterback's coach still out there throwing and, and, and preparing. Like Jameis, like work ethic is second to none, right? Like, he loves to throw the football. He loves to be on the field. He loves to work hard. And so uh, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, Drew hasn't haven't announced his, his retirement, but uh, you know, as far as James being the quarterback of the Saints, like I don't, I don't not, I don't, I don't not see that happen. And so uh, you know, and it, it's great as an opportunity. Now I can't speak for Sean Payton and the Saints and what they and in what direction they're going to go. Like I know it's a lot of quarterbacks on the market. And I don't know where they're going to go because that's really not my job. But one thing that I can only only speak on is what I saw is Jamie's got a big arm and he's the hardest working guy in the building, uh, probably next to Drew Brees. That's great insight and, and good for him. And we, we had said, I've been a fan. I mean, I've been a supporter of Jameis going back to his days in Tampa. And I said, this is the best thing that could happen to him. Go there, learn under a great coach in Sean Payton, learn playing behind a great quarterback in Drew Brees and, and take that all in and, and come back with another opportunity. And maybe he will get that. I told Jameis that as well. I said, Jameis, I said, you put yourself in a good position because what a lot of people don't understand is, yeah, they look at the quarterback position. All right, all right you take a young quarterback to come into the league. That young quarterback needs an offensive coordinator, an offensive guru, an offensive-minded person to put them in certain situations to, to, to succeed in, right? So any, I feel like any quarterback, whether it's Joe Burrow, whether it's any quarterback, who would not want Sean Payton to be their offensive coordinator, right? And mm-hmm. so I just thought it was smart of him to come over and, and, and link up with Sean because from a from an offensive mindset and having a whole bunch of head coaches, like I haven't seen anyone as bright as as, as Sean. Now I've seen some people 
just as bright, but not as bright as him. Yeah, and great success there, obviously, in New Orleans. He and Breeze sort of joined at the hip all these years, and now we'll see if indeed it is time to move on. One more thing, Emmanuel, I wanted to ask you about it, and that is you obviously just played Tampa a couple of weeks ago, and I know that didn't go the way you wanted it to go, but that was a game where, for all the talk about Tom Brady, it was the Tampa Bay defense that was sensational, and they turned you guys over a bunch of times, and they've really been the reason this Buccaneer team is in the Super Bowl. If you had to put your finger on the one thing about that defense that made it the most difficult, what is it? Linebackers. Linebackers and, and their front four. Tampa's uh, playing this coverage called 22 men, and, and, and it, looks like, it looks like these DBs up in your face, pressing GMU, but they're really playing two high safeties. They're playing Tampa, they're playing, they're playing uh, 22 men, and they're just letting their front four get after you, and then they got linebackers. They got the two fastest linebackers. They got the best linebacker group in the NFL, and they're just flying all over the field. And what a huge difference. Like, uh, the second game we played them, like, I didn't see too much of that coverage. I didn't see too much man-to-man bump and run. Like, I didn't see any of that. And then in the playoff game, I just saw a defense that was literally just flying all over the field. I mean, Devin White was just everywhere. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they got good players. And then Shaq Barrett has just, just have, have come on. I played with Shaq when, uh, when we won the Super Bowl in Denver. And he was, he was the backup to uh, DeMarcus Ware and, and, and Von Miller. And, Everybody knew that Shaq Barrett was going to be a good player, and he went to Tampa, and now he's showing it. He was a sack leader last year. So I know everybody's talking about Brady and talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes, but uh, I got a lot of respect for the Tampa defense, especially just how they've been playing just in the playoffs in general. I'm with you. Shaq Barrett, I think, is a sneaky, interesting pick for MVP going into this Super Bowl, especially with Kansas City banged up on the offensive line without their starting right tackle and now without their starting left tackle. Uh, I'm out of time, but this is a pleasure. Emmanuel Sanders, thank you for this time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the offseason, and we'll catch up soon. Stay healthy. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Take care. That's Emmanuel Sanders. Really interesting. Hopefully next season, Emmanuel Sanders will be hoisting a trophy for the Saints. We'll see. I say that every year in the offseason. Always hoisting trophies with Hawk and Crowder. More like the Miami Leet, spelled L-E-A-T. Huh? That's good, right, Crowder? You like that one, Crowder? Okay, maybe the Heat aren't doing so hot right now, but the season has just begun, and we have just begun. Up next, going to have that Hawk and Crowder for you, plus some reggae music, because it's a feel-good Friday on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. The chai you find me, don't chai you push high around. I know, Jai is always there. Would rejoice if I Joe Nagin cash by the pound? I know. Welcome back to 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a feel good Friday, so I figured I'd throw out some Warrior King for you in the background, make you just feel irie, feel good. They got the weekend vibes going. I'm going to go home, watch some Pelicans tonight. Hopefully the Pelicans win. Tomorrow night the Pelicans play again. I'm not going to be watching the game, though. I'm meeting up with one of my dudes. He is a distiller, so you know it's going to be crazy. Seriously, a professional distiller. He has his own distillery in Fort Lauderdale, and we are going to run around Fort Lottie Dottie. So if you see someone that looks like me and he's acting a fool, it's someone that looks like me tomorrow night in Fort Lauderdale. If the dude's acting cool, it's me. Come on up. Say hi. We'll have some spirits. We'll have some beers. We'll have some drinks. We'll have a good time at a safe distance, of course. 
always clutch. Gonna be wearing my mask, maybe some gloves. Wrap it up, as they say in this day and age. Wrap it up. Uh, not wrapping it up now. We're just getting it going with my dude dudes, Hawk, Crowder, and Solana. You can hear them weekdays from 2 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. And it's no one, and I mean no one, that can hold a candle to those guys. They are that good. What are they talking about? Well, they got DBJ on his Pareo. Got to roll those R's because, you know, after all, we are in South Florida. Also, the Miami Elite. Solana explains what it was like to actually go to a Heat game this season. Oh, yeah, he was one of the few in attendance. He's got those season tickets. And then a trade request that has started a feeding frenzy. Didn't we have Don Bailey Jr. do this during a Canes game this year? We did. Can you find it? I know DBJ don't know. <laughs> you want the song? Why aren't we hearing the song? Well, the song I made of DBJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've remixed this, uh, so it's a collabo between this dude and DBJ? Yeah. All right. Toka toka toe, toka toka toe toe, toka toka toe, toka toka toe toe, toka toka toe, toka toka toe toe, toka toka toe toe, toka toka toe toe toe, toka toka 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 toe toe, because I was so angry at him right before we went on the air, but then he just did that, and now I'm all happy and smiles. He sent out push notifications again from the Radio.com, the 560, and the 790 push notifications account. More like the Miami Leet, spelled L-E-A-T. Huh? That's good, right, Crowder? You like that one, Crowder? Bro, that's terrible. Terrible, it's terrible. as my man Charles Barkley would say. There's no wordplay there. It's not funny just to put an L in front. Of, like, it, there's just nothing there. There's nothing there. I think you're wrong. I think people are going right. to like this one. I You wanted right. wordplay, and there's wordplay there. How is there no <laughs> wordplay there? I wanted good wordplay, not bad wordplay. This all started, oh. if you if you missed it, it was a few weeks ago when uh, the Hurricanes lost in the Cheez-It Bowl, and Solana sent out a push notification, more like the Cheez-L Bowl. Which made no sense. It just made no sense. It wasn't funny. And it's really not funny. More like the Miami Elite. It's not funny. You know, when they do, like, if a team has, uh, an NFL team has a horrible uh, performance, they let up, you know, 60 points. They let in 60 points. And they call it the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and they, they spell it without the D. Miami Dolphins. And they say, because there was no D. That's wordplay. That's funny. That's you know, it's been done a million times, but it's funny. Uh, Miami Leet, there's no real word play there. But you are you are correct. They've lost five in a row. <laughs> and then and that was to a undermanned uh Clippers team. Not that they weren't undermanned themselves. And you were there, Solana. How was it? It was fun. It was good to be back at the American Airlines Arena. Live basketball was fun. Would have been nice to get a dub though. Yeah. Yeah. They needed uh they needed the <laughs> Is they it didn't bad? get it. Is it bad that last night I was just happy the game was close? Can, are we there? Yes, yet? that's terrible. Okay. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's, 
terrible. I felt funny. I'm like, oh, this is a good game in the fourth. Yeah, let me yeah. watch the rest of this one. Yeah, just brutal, man. It was brutal. Yeah, Reggie Duncan, Jackson man. tried to help us. <laughs> oh yeah, what's going on with Duncan, man? He's playing thirty plus minutes and he ain't scoring too damn often. I'm worried about Duncan. I, I think you've got to throw this out the window, though. I think you just got to throw this stuff out the window and just go. This isn't. I mean, this isn't the team that Pat Riley put together. Oh, I mean, it just it just isn't like and even like Duncan Robinson can't be Duncan Robinson if Jimmy Butler's not out on the floor and Goran Dragic is not. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's just, you know, it, it, I, I mean, how how is Golden State doing without Clay? I don't even know, to be quite honest, before I even. Oh, with Clay and Steph were hurt. We they had to stop well, taking the draft. Right, but, but how is how is Steph now without Clay and without KD? Steph's still showing out. Steph's, you know, see. like like I said. They're 10 and 9. They're okay. And, and and he's he's better than Duncan Robinson, but Steph is a whole hell of a lot better on the court when Clay Thompson's out there and then when Kevin Durant's out there. And yeah. so for a guy like Duncan Robinson, like, yeah, get Jimmy Butler out there, get other threats out there, and it frees him up a little bit. He'll free him up, but I, I've seen him with wide open threes. He's not hitting. Is he tired? Like, is he not used to playing this much and he's tired? Something's going mm-hmm. on, man. Because, yeah, Dun- I was thinking Duncan was really going to step up, especially when Tyler went down with the neck spasms or whatever. I was like, okay, now Duncan's going to show out. He went backwards. He went from 18, 15 to now 6, 7, and 8 in full games. Oh, yeah, Duncan's getting to me, man. I'm going to ask Mike about it. But he's yeah, well, he's well, not that kind of guy, right? Like, he's not the kind of guy where, oh, my other players are out. Let me step up my game. Let me go more isolation. Like, he strives when the Heat are playing team basketball, when Jimmy Butler sure. is attracting no defenders. No doubt. Now, now we're asking something of him that's just not his game. So right. And Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero thrives on being asked to do everything. He loves that. So it's just a different style of game. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk with Mike Inglis because I don't want to get it bogged down with the Heat or the Leet as Solana likes to call them, because there is Deshaun Watson news. I don't know if you watched any of the uh, the press conference, the Houston Texans, they introduced their new head coach, David Culley, and their GM, Nick Cesario, spoke, and he said, quote, we have zero interest in trading the player. We have a great vision for his role on our team. What if he doesn't have the same vision you have, sir? And we know that he doesn't. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, it was yeah. uh, they they were adamant that you know we're not looking to trade Deshaun Watson and it's not in our plans. But again, they have to say that right. That a drives up the price. You know, if teams know that they're looking to move them, then might have a, a an easier price. And if fans think that they're interested in moving them, they might turn. So, you know, this, again, I, I'm starting to believe that he does get traded just because he's apparently so adamant about it. But I understand where they would say, yeah, that's not in our plans right now. So Yeah, and then watching this stuff today, talking about uh, at least, at least three first-round picks, plus players, plus a bunch of other picks. Like, somebody's going to pull the trigger, and I, I don't think the Houston Texans can say no. Think about three, oh, three ones, two I twos, I know. and a starter on defense and maybe a lineman on offense. Like It's going to be a boatload of, th- of people that can rebuild your team with. I, I, I have a little bit, think he leaves. little bit of an article to read uh, from Yahoo Sports later in the show. Deshaun Watson's trade request has set up a 
speeding frenzy unlike any the NFL has seen before. And it talks about it potentially being the biggest trade in NFL history. That's how much the Texans might get. When when that stuff, you know, you love your house. You love your house. I'm not selling this house. I'm going to give this house to my kids. Love my house. I'll give you $7 million for it. All right, uh, when do you need me out by? You can have everything inside. Let me grab right. my keys. Right, <laughs> right. So at, at some point, you know, you can love something, someone. At some point, there's a price. I, have you seen Indecent Proposal? I mean, uh, talk about it. Um, Woody wasn't happy, though. Woody didn't like, we, he didn't like that. We, uh, we, went, uh, we went to the well one too many times on Florida Panthers overs. We had the uh, Panthers Blue Jackets over five and a half last night. That was uh, no good. Although the Panthers... Uh, did get a point out of it, so they're uh, they're still they have a point streak going, four game point streak, but they were not able to get the victory, but still got a point out of it. So hey man, let's, no, let's uh, bet the over when, complain. Bet the over when Brobovsky's in net. Let's leave old <laughs> Drieger alone, man. <laughs> Boy, that can play. <laughs> he, he did look good. That is Hawk and Crowder, more fun than should be legally allowed. Join the party, along with Solana and the whole crew, from 2 to 6 right here on 560. The Joe, of course, all weekend we're going to be having Panthers games, all types of games here on the radio, so just stick around. we got your sports covered, we got your fun, we got your lifestyle. I'm running out. I'm going to go home. Speaking of Hawk and Crowder, enjoy some funky booty, that maple bacon coffee porter. Oh, how does it get better? Well, tomorrow I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale, Running around, I might just stop the Funky Buddha Brewery and have some in person, some of those maple bacon coffee porters. Oh, then maybe run out to Bimini Bar, if you know what I'm talking about, Bimini Bar. Yeah, Bimini Bar. Always a really good time, right by the airport in the classy part of town. Got to keep it classy. It's the type of dude I am. I like dive bars, I like breweries, and I like to have a good time. So I'm going home, and I'm going to watch a Pelicans game. Hopefully they get some good mojo going, and Zion can go off and score another 32 like he and Brandon Ingram both did the other night. Heat tomorrow night. Going to keep an eye on that while I'm at Funky Buddha and what other places I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale. Where else should I go in Fort Lauderdale? I'm really kind of open. I'm meeting up with my dude. He is a master distiller. Seriously, he's a professional distiller in Fort Lauderdale. He has his own distillery. We'll talk about that some other time, but hit me up on social media. Let me know where I should run around. I'll tell you about the distillery. Maybe share some crazy pictures from tomorrow night at Dan Day Radio, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm there and I'm letting it all hang out. Of course, Always letting it hang out weekdays from 6 to 7 right here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewinding. You can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows you heard, whether it be Joe Rose, Greeny, Hawk and Crowder, real simple, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. And if I'm talking too fast, not a worry. You can hit me up on social media at Dan Day Radio again, and I will tell you nice and slow. I'll type it fast because I'm a good typer. It's one of those skills. When I was in high school, they're like, this is one of the skills you're really going to need. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And now I'm really glad that I learned it. I really wish I'd have put forth as much effort in my French and Spanish classes, especially now living here in South Florida, as I did in my typing class. Maybe I'd be a little more fluent. Speak a little bit of French, a little bit of Spanish, just enough to get by. See, I lived in New Orleans, and my mother, she's bilingual. The woman can speak amazing French and English, but didn't teach me. I wonder why. She didn't want to know what I was saying or what she was saying. So that's why I talk fast, because I try to confuse her. But eh, she's my mom after all, so what are you going to do? In Spanish, poquito, poquito. But I can get by decently enough. English, uh, I do all right. I get by decent. 
decent. But yeah, running out to the gym, going to get my workout on, going to catch some Pels on the TV, going to catch some heat this weekend, going to catch some maple bacon coffee porter from Funky Buddha, maybe the brewery, but Bimini Bar tomorrow night with my dude, Fort Lauderdale. If you see me out, come say hi. We'll socially distance and have fun. Let's have fun again. This is a feel-good Friday after all, but it's going to be on Monday. And you know what we do on Mondays? We make it a Miami Monday, kind of tailor the show a little extra Miami to get you through what is usually the worst day of the week. We're not thinking about that right now. Have a great weekend. Hit me up. Way at. I am Dan Day. Thank you for listening to 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.